Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back, and thanks for joining us. You're tuned into a Bow Sparta podcast brought to you by the good folks at New Amendment. You can catch us on Beyond Big Ten on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. And more importantly, you can find me at Raymar Morgan 2 and Travis at Travis underscore Walden underscore 419 on all social medias. Hey, man, today we have a special guest joining us on the show. And for those who don't know who he is because of this terrible beard he has, we have one of the most talented guards to ever come out of the key, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Trav, now stop me if I tell a lie. Coming out of high school, my dog was an absolute cheat code. Pound for pound. Honestly, honestly, honestly I got I to gotta give you your flowers. Appreciate you, my boy. You had no flaws, bro, as a point guard your senior year. Um, just watching you play, um, you had the smooth jump shot. Your, your handle was crazy. And you had a knack of getting your teammates involved. Ladies and gentlemen, give a warm welcome to my brother and my Spartan dog, Corey Lucius. Lucius. Hey, Corey, man. What tell tell what the people mean? what you got going on, man. Tell the people. Man, you know, I done, I didn't play after. I know a lot of people probably didn't you know, follow up with me after I left Michigan State and got out of college and Iowa State and stuff like that. So I did go play professionally for about eight years, eight seasons overseas. You know, I've been to a few different countries. I won't get into all of that, but it was a lot. But I finished playing about two years ago, uh, like right before COVID hit. So I guess about three years ago now. Right before COVID hit, my last place was Brazil. And ever since then, I, uh, I came back to Milwaukee. I moved back and uh, I actually found passion on the coaching side of the, uh, of the ball. You know, I came back and I, uh, I went, I actually started training a little bit. I never, I always thought, told myself like, hell no, I'm not going to train. I don't have the patience for it. I'm not going to coach. I don't want to do that. But I got back and I started training a little bit. And shit, like I said, I found love on that end, training and coaching. Uh, coaching at my old high school that I graduated from. This is my second year. We just finished our second season. Finished, uh, we lost in the regionals. Had a pretty good season. Had a couple good players. But other than that, I've I just been, you know, just trying to stay involved with basketball, trying to give back to the youth and do whatever I can to help them try to get reach their goals. Yeah, man, that's, that's, what's, that's what's up. That's that's so dope, Loosh, man. Like, I still say, Loosh, pound for pound, bro, you one of the best players I'd have never seen play the game. Pound for pound. Like, pound for pound. You, appreciate that, man. I appreciate Tyler Lewis, like, is a few guys that's in that space. Pound for pound. Pound for pound. I, like, I still could never forget when you came up on your visit and you were playing Shannon Brown and you crossed Shannon over an open gym and hit the bucket and the whole gym went crazy. And for for the viewers and the listeners, like when he came down, Shannon Brown, all these guys were like, I think Shannon had was his first year in the league. Yeah, it might've been. if every Ray, you everybody was back. It was this was a huge open second, second year in the league. Second year yeah. in the league. That that it was cracking that summer. It, it was, was cracking. cracking. It was cracking. It was cracking. It was cracking. And I remember 
you putting him with your infamous hesitation. Oh my God. With the right to laugh. Yeah, it was so mean. So mean. Yeah. The and, uh, for real. It was it was crazy and we had some great time. I, I remember your visit. And uh, we was at the uh, apartment, right? You remember? And the coaches, we were just hanging out, chilling, having a good time. And and we said, like, the coaches came and was knocking on the door. And Corey was a recruit. So, obviously, we like, man, we don't want to send you back with the coaches right now. Hang out and chill with us. Ooh, and we literally left them knocking on the door <laughs> and not answering. And I did not know when the people in there was like, yo, is he going to snitch on us? Is he going to be like, and you were silent. And we oh. knew, like, you coming to be a Spartan dog. Like, those are special moments. You feel me? Yes, like, sir, yes, sir. That don't happen normally. If a guy come, the coach is coming to your door knocking. Oh, you open that door. Him, you going to open that door. You open that door. You 99% of the time, you open that. Time to go. It's time to go. Sorry, y'all. It was cool, but. Nah, man, I want to kick it with the fellas, man. Y'all be cool. Man, y'all I, cool. I want to kick it with these guys. Yeah, but, man. But, but for, for me, man, I'm going to tell a quick story when I knew Corey was real on the court. Corey, y'all came up and was playing in the Michigan State camp. When I was in high school. And it was like a huge hype behind the camp because everybody was looking forward to you playing against Draymond mm-hmm. and his teammate Dave, Dave yep. West. Yep. Yeah. And it was a lot of commotion. There was a lot of talk. And I don't know if it was that particular game or the game before. Trav, I'll, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like we was watching the game. It was me and you on the sideline. And Corey, dog, he was so ill. This man was talking, mind you, his father was coaching at the time. His, his, he was talking, he was bringing up the ball and, and stopped and talked to his dad. I don't know if y'all was discussing the play, but you stuck your hand out. And your father went in his pocket and grabbed out some Skittles. Corey, <laughs> this Pour the Skittles in your hand. You you proceed to go throw the Skittles back and dribble up, crossover from like, from like that. right past like right past half court and knock it down. And I said, "Oh, this we gotta get him. He is uh, serious." I remember that That's, because we that had already play. played. We played like four games that day. And I'm my body weak is here. I'm tired. Like, listen, man, I'm tired. I need some energy. I need some type of energy. Pops, go grab some, some, some skittles and something, man. Some candy. I need something. I said from from that from that you know, day forward, I was like, we got to do whatever we need to do to get this man to come in. <laughs> and, and from that point yeah. on, we was in the hunt, bro. We was in the hunt trying to get you there, man. And, and, and luckily, man, you chose us. And it's it's been a you know a brotherhood. No, and, sure. and a friendship ever since. For sure, for sure. And that and that's crazy. I do remember that story. You remember that, right? That was crazy, classic, bro. That was, classic. That's the first time. That was a Marshawn Lynch moment before we knew Marshawn Lynch was doing what he was doing. Yeah. That that's that was why crazy, that's why I tell people, and I still say it, like, and I me and Corey had talked about this before, like, 
When you talk about Corey, how tall are you really? Five ten? Five eight. Five eight. This ain't man. Five eight. Five eight. Hey, stop hating on me, man. I'm giving you real love. Hey, hey, hey bro. He's not even talking to my dukes. He's not even talking to my dukes. But when you think about, I'm saying Corey could dunk the ball. Bro, he can do He can shoot in the range. You can pass it. Right, you could handle it, and like anybody, there are certain players, and I put like you, Tyler, you as those smaller guards. That if you ever see someone that knows Tyler or that grew up with him, when you say his name, they go, He had game. So, honestly, Corey, you in that space. If someone knows you or from your area, grew up with you, they like. Yo, back in fifth, sixth, I'm talking about, I did heard people say back in court, was it fifth or sixth grade? It was fourth grade. It was cold. <laughs> so, like, that that <laughs> really goes. That's a testament to, like, obviously, no. like, your hard work, but your pops, rest in peace, like, peace, all these different right. people that was, like, really inspirational in your life that was teaching you the game fundamentally because it wasn't a lot of weaknesses. To be honest, there wasn't many holes in your game. Right? right when you just look at like the total, the total package, and it's not even like gassing. If a person knows Corey Lucius, there ain't too many people, or if any, that's not going to say this word. This word, Hooper, Hooper. You feel me? So when I go pound for pound, I'm like, it ain't too many that can just sit here and check off all the boxes like you did, and. You know, obviously making it to the level you did and other things happened along your journey. But when you just talk about straight Hooper, bro, nah, you, and that's, that's, a, that's a classic story. How many people can eat Skittles? Skittles. <laughs> like, middle of the middle of again, bro. I was I was impressed more because you didn't drop one Skittle, my my guy. You was handling the rock and didn't drop one Skittle. Not one Skittle hit the floor, bro. I was and impressed at that alone. And you doing this at so take it in context. You doing this at Michigan State, State, bro, at a school that's recruiting you. So there's a level. That's the boldest. That's the boldest move like, that you can possibly make. What is new though? <laughs> <laughs> he can he ain't taking this shit serious? He ain't taking it serious, like, like you think it's a game? Come on, man! Uh, and and, and uh, to do what you did, it's crazy. It's amazing. Crazy, bro. So 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 on top of that. I think it's so dope that you are giving back to the youth, to your community, because you are a person that comes from that area that has meant a lot to the game of basketball. And then when you talk about small guards, right, everyone don't get race size, right? right. Shoot, everybody don't get my size. Average man height is probably your size, Corey. No, for sure. You feel me? And when you think about what you did and playing eight years in Europe and like having the career you had, sometimes people only look at NBA players and they go like, if you don't make it to the NBA, you're not a success story. That's the furthest from the truth. So to be back home at your old stumping grounds, training what you, you right. I didn't know that you would be a trainer in, in doing that. So to be doing that and find your path and be happy doing it, bro. Like that's that's some dope stuff, bro. So definitely all your flowers as we get going in this show. But one that definitely sure. you know, man. No doubt, I appreciate yeah, that. Sure. For sure. 
Oh, for sure. Now, now we have a lot in store for y'all today. But before we kick things off, let's take a look at the Spartan successful weekend in Columbus. Now, you know, I I find it I find it so fitting that not only is our guest from Milwaukee, but the fact that we had to defeat Marquette on Sunday just made it that much more special. Did. Not to mention, not to mention current Spartan dog, Joey Hauser, a real cheesehead from Green Bay, Wisconsin, got a chance to get his revenge on his former team, which is Marquette. Mm-hmm. Trav, was this meant to be? Because there are so many backstories that we have to get to. But before we get into that, tell me your thoughts about the game. You know, I said this, we said this, and I think anyone that watches Michigan State basketball know this. If we get to a second day, the second game, it is really hard to beat us. And it's hard to beat us because now you see why Coach Izzo is one of the greatest college coaches or one of the greatest basketball coaches, right, in our time. So just to watch that game and to watch how focused and locked in we were on the defensive side and then to see our veterans and the guys step up that we said have to step up, right? Tyson, AJ, Joey being steady, uh, Jaden, like there was so many different guys that stepped up and made plays. Carson Cooper came in and made some plays. Mighty in plays. So when you talk about a game like that, we played Marquette your freshman year, my sophomore year, right? When they had Jeremy McNeil, Wes Matthews, all that. And it reminded me of something similar to that, where they had some guards, they had some players that were really good. And Marquette had some good guards over there and some good players. Mm -hmm. And our guards locked in it. And it was personal. And they and, and at the end of the game, you know what I love the most? At the end of the game, you would have to watch the game. AJ came up to Joey and said, we got your back. We got you. You feel me? And that's, that's Michigan State, right? That's like, that's, that's personal. So we know, Joey, we got you, baby. We here. And I thought that was a huge moment because that's what we stand for. We got each other back. This is a brotherhood. It's real. You know what I'm saying? So no, for sure. I thought for that sure. was great. Now, 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 Loosh, being from the key, what type of emotions did this game bring to you with this being your hometown college? The crazy thing is I had – I don't know why. I, I mean, of course it was because I went to Michigan State, but sure. I had so many people blowing my phone up about this game. Place that bet. Place that bet. Placing bets. Want to do this. Bet this. Bet that. I'm like, all right, bet. (laughs) What's betting? That's that's no problem. Even though Marquette Marquette had a great year. They started off a little slow, and they picked it up going moving forward, and then they ended well. I think they finished, what, six in the country or something like that. Amen. I I think everybody was riding that high. Everybody was riding that high. Even though they won the first game, that's cool, but. Like like Trav said, you let Michigan State get to that second game, man, it's trouble no matter who you are. I don't care if you 
Alabama or whoever the number one team in the country is, wherever you are at that time, I don't care what Michigan State seeding is. You get to that, you get us to that second game, it's a wrap for you. I promise you, it's a wrap for you. Izzo been no, there before. For sure. Yeah. He didn't been there for sure. Too, too many times. Too many. Too many times. And I think it's it's always special because Coach Izzo's hard work really shows that second day. People don't realize the time that he spends watching film, calling other colleges for, for their film versus the team they about to play. It has been sleepless nights for Izzo. That's and people wonder why he has big ass bags under his eyes. It's cause it's cause this man does not sleep. He does not get any sleep. He is he is so focused on his craft and preparing his team that he would rather not sleep before he loses a game and it, and mm-hmm. it, and he and he takes the blame for it. Because we all know. If they if they lose that game, Izzo is gonna take the blame. Yeah, and, and you know what, right? And also, for us, it's been there, and for anyone that's inside of a program, it shows you how important assistant coaches are. Our assistant oh, yeah. coaches have oh, always man. been great and great. They work. They work hand and foot. Hand and foot. Our right. Are really, hand coaches in other programs. Yeah, exactly. And you talk <laughs> about like time. You gotta think. TK. This his first year, but. Our coaches are 10, 15 years been there. They understand the program. So mm-hmm. this is why we're so scary when we get into a second game because they know the process. They understand how, what Izzo is going to be on. We know his is going to be on pins and needles. So anything, if you walk into the breakfast room room, if, if you sit listen, if you sit in the there's a problem. So everybody is not focused. Like so locked in. Yeah, the energy is just crazy. The the, the ball. What about the ballroom yeah. walkthrough? I was about you to remember, say that. You, do y'all the remember court, how they, they had the whole point in the ballroom taped down, and and you had to be going a certain speed, or at least to Coach Izzo's liking. Or you weren't prepared for the game. This like, ain't no just like, come in here and walk it, around. It is, <laughs> listen, bro. It is somebody acting as a rim. <laughs> we, you remember somebody is actually at the They're bottom there. acting like a rim. The the the, the 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 offense had to get up a shot and the defense had to box out. This we're in a ballroom in sweats, shorts, slippers. We chilling. <laughs> but we going hard at the end of that. At the end of that ballroom uh, walkthrough, I guarantee you, people will sweat. You going to take a shower? You want? You got to take a shower, bro. You got to take a shower. <laughs> you have to take. A and shower. if you think about it, this, is why. So people go, why is he? Why is he, Mister March? Well, this is why. The whole year he's building the players, the coaches, everybody up because he understands the level of focus. So when we get to that ballroom, when we get to breakfast and lunch, it ain't just the coaches series. The the the, the leaders are – I'm serious. When you was a leader, you serious. Like, yo, stop playing. I know, stop playing. I, I, I know we may have did this last week when we played such and such. That was the last regular season game. Stop fucking playing. Like, it completely changes 
And if you think about the year and the buildup, he's having different moments where he's making sure you're learning the importance of big games, big moments, how you need to approach it. So when tournament time comes, it's almost like, ah, he's going to prepare me for this. So now when he call you into that room and he like, AJ, Malik, Tyson, when we get into this room, I need your focus to be laser. You already like, ah, I get it. Because you actually been talking to me about this the whole year. And maybe I fully didn't understand you, but now it's one and done. And I get it. That's Mr. March. That's Mr. March. I get it. I get it now. And I got to, I'm sorry to cut you off, Trap, but I got a quick question for y'all. Um, y'all being point guards is always more pressure on y'all. How was y'all able to handle that type of pressure? Because me, I, you know, I was, I ended up being a captain my my senior in, in junior year, but with y'all being the coach on the floor, the head of the the head of the snake, what type of pressure was that that Izzo was constantly on y'all and and and, and encouraging y'all to be leaders on the floor? What type of pressure was that for y'all, Lucian? I want you, I want you to start first, Lush. Uh, at it, at a young age, it was kind of hard to deal with, to be honest. <laughs> It was kind of hard to deal with, to be expected to, you know what I'm saying? You were expected to have, to have hold this level of greatness, honestly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And he commends that from you throughout the whole year. Like, there's no let up on that. No let up at all. So it was a little bit of pressure on me just being so young. But, like, as I got older, I definitely understood, like, damn, okay, this is what he was trying to prepare me for. When I got into my junior year, like, okay, all those – Hard, uh, you know, what I'm saying all those hard talks we had my freshman year, and all of him bitching at me and on my ass and all of that, telling me this and that and that, Corey, this it was for my junior year, so I'll be prepared when I get older and possibly for my next steps after college that I might be already used to it. Like, can't nobody come in here and you know, what I'm saying put more pressure on me than Izzo already did, than I already <laughs> on myself. Like, he expects so much greatness from us. Like, it, you couldn't really do nothing but respect it. And then, you know what I'm saying, take heed to what he was trying to tell you and just do whatever you can to make the team and yourself that much greater. For sure, because for you, Lucia, as well, you you coming in, we uh, final four your freshman year, final four your, your, your sophomore year. I mean, so you had tons of pressure on you. You know what I mean? And then for you, Trav, we, you had more of a buildup. You got a chance, I feel like, to build yourself, get your confidence going. And you was already the head of the snake as far as on the defensive end. So you was already, you had a different mentality. But how was it for you as well? Yeah, like you said, mine was a buildup. So my freshman year, we were the number one team in the country, number two team in the country. And it was Shannon Brown, Mo Ager, Paul Davis, great players, but not a lot of great leadership. Right. So there's never really a leader as a freshman, right, at Michigan State. Like, it's very hard to be a leader and a captain as a freshman. So my sophomore year, your freshman year, you remember, we were like in rebuild mode. We were like establishing the culture again. And that was kind of like where I took over as a leader. We're like, hey, I wasn't the best offensive player, the best player, but I'm going to be the best leader. 
I'm going to know, I'm going to teach you how to follow and I'm going to still give you the credit. Like, yo, Ray, you one of our best players. I'm not better than you, but you're going to have to follow me right now. You feel me? You feel me? So I think as a point guard at Michigan State, right, and the guards, you start to understand that is your responsibility. It falls on your shoulder. And obviously the Mo Cleaves, the guys that have done it before, when you get that type of education from them and they're talking to you, you also understand the importance of it. And for me, I really understood Izzo. I just understood him. And I understood him because, again, I wasn't the best player. So I knew this was going to get me on the court. I had to be different than some of the other guys if I wanted to stay in this role, right? I had, again, Corey came in as a freshman, great player. Kalen came in when I was a junior, great player. Like, these are guys that can easily take my position if I'm not playing my role, right? So I think when you are a guard and you're really embracing those, like, leadership things that Izzo wants out of his guards – then you're really taking in and going, okay, this is how it's supposed to be, which, again, I think is a buildup. By the time you get to March, you're so so locked in because you have been in so many different moments with him and been in different meetings that you finally click and they understand you understand it, which, again, for all of us, we were part of the, the streak of every four-year player going to a Final Four. So we all understood it, right? There was a certain level of, I got it. Success. You're right, Coach. Yeah. You're right. Because you know, man, you can fight Coach over stuff like that. In the summertime, and everyone had this happen before, how many times we would be having a great summer, he would call us into a meeting and go, something ain't right. Something ain't right. And what if you like <laughs> Yeah, wait, what are you talking about, yeah, bro? A great year. Like, summer is everybody in the gym. You know, oh, right. But he knew. Right. And he was right. He when, he, when, he would, when he would leave, you would be like, ah, he finna catch somebody. Hey, stop going out. Damn, how did he know? What, what do we know? Right? Like, somebody. What does he know? Hey, Corey, right. Y'all remember, they was a coach. Or when, I don't know if he was there yet, Corey. Maybe you was there, right? He was like, somebody going out. And everybody was like, nobody going out. What you talking about? And he was like, yeah, I know, I know. So everybody in the room said, man, ain't nobody doing that. We own our stuff. And then G go, I was going out. I was going out. Told on himself. I said, man, you going to tell on yourself, bro? You going to tell on yourself. Oh, tell her yourself. Oh, man. Hey, man, but 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 before we look ahead, let's go over a couple of these numbers, man, uh, of the Marquette game. Um, Hauser finished with 14 and 10, a double-double. Uh, Walker, 23 points, two rebounds, two assists. And then AJ, man, coming up big, 13 points, three rebounds, four assists in 29 minutes. On Marquette's end, Prosper, 16-4. and four. Um, The big fella. Uh, how, how you say his name? Igudaro. Uh, 10 points, 7 rebounds, 4 assists. And then Jones rounds it out with 14-4-1. and four and one. But what, what, what I was most proud of 
was the fact that we really took the challenge against Kolick. The fact that Kolick only has seven points, four rebounds, and five assists, and he's the Big East player of the year, we took that challenge head on, and we was like, we're going to lock his ass up. We're going to lock his ass up today. We cut his water off, and shit, we... We we knew he didn't pay his bills on time, his utility bills, and we cut that motherfucker's water off. You hear me? Hey, we got to it. We got to it, man. So I'm proud of my guys, man. The guards really stepped up. Tyson, uh, Akins, these guys are really locked in. Uh, Hoggy, these boys is really locked in, and they rolling right now, man. What what? How did y'all feel about the individual performances of the game versus Marquette? You go loose. Oh, okay. Man, like you said, I feel like everybody stepped up, man. Everybody, to be honest, played their role, man, and played them to a perfection. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, Marquette was riding on that high. They had the Big East Player of the Year, and I all all week I was hearing about, oh, he's the I mean, he's the best guard, the best point guard. This that man, he's the best guard. They can't do nothing with him. Mark, Michigan, like, okay, they had the boy and like this. Well, it's like. <laughs> now our guys really honed in and I'm in, sure that preparation inmate two nine seven four five locked him up that put that him right in the cell put him right in the cell but that's that just speaks on the culture of Michigan State defense too though like we had guys sure. like Ray you Trav who was probably I ain't gonna lie probably one of the best defenders I've ever played against I've ever seen in my life <laughs> And that just comes off, you know what I'm saying? Everybody having that mentality of shit. And we, we play defense over here on Michigan State. Yeah, man. And that's what that's Big Ten basketball all, all, all together as well. But we really honed in. If you check the numbers over the years, even when we were there, defense is what we hung our pride yes. on. Our pride yeah, was the sure. defensive end. We know what we can do on the offensive end. But we're going to come down here, we're going to out-rebound you, and we're going to get some stops. We got everybody on the upside defense, and we playing together on the string. And that's what the best player, the best players, and the best team when they show up in March. If you can see your team is here, stuck together, everybody on the string on that defensive end, everybody talking, everybody on the same page, it's hard to beat a team like that. And I feel like they had that yet. Uh, what was it yesterday or Sunday? Whenever they played, Sunday. We also had that. So the tradition has just been carrying over year after year, after year after year after year. Especially when it comes down to March, because like Trav and you said, Ray, you said the same thing when it comes down to March. It's a different animal. Even though we are our defense is here during regular season, no, we need to be up here during the March so we can make this real run. And I think it shows Sunday, he has seven points. We put that man in handcuffs, sent him over there to Pelicans Bay. Go ahead and go wherever you got to go. So if you think about how we defended the pick and roll, how we in gaps and help side. If you a guard and you can get off on us, you have you will you good. You, you good. good. Just you because of the attention of detail that we're going to put on you. Right? Like Tyler, he's a good player. He's big East player of the year. He's a good player. He averaged eight assists, 14, 15 points. Like he does it all. But our guys locked in. And it was a team effort, but it was guys taking it personally. That was like, yo, we're going to lock this dude up. And we're going to have to do the same thing. Because that boy at Kansas State, that guard, Noel, he's a bad boy. 
Speaking of, speaking of, look, look, let's look forward to Thursday's contest against Kansas State and the Wonder Twins. That's what I call them, Johnson and Noel. What do the Spartans have to do to stop them from? Because these little dudes be turning up. They both average 17. Johnson averages seven rebounds and 2.2 assists. And they also get it done on the defensive end. And he averages 1.1 steals. And Noel, 17 points, 3.5 rebounds, the smallest guy on the court, averaging eight assists and 2.4 steals. So not only are they doing it on the offensive end, giving you work, but, hey, we strapping up, too. We locking you up at the same time in the passing lanes, getting steals, and creating early offense. What do we need to do to try to stop these guys from getting off and affecting the game? Yeah, I, I think like you said, right, I just think we, right now, everything has to be personal. Find a personal matchup and make it personal. These next two games, it's simpler teams, right? We haven't shot the ball as well as we can shoot the ball, which is why I'm even more excited because we are a great shooting team and we have not shot the ball well. We're getting great looks. So, I think it's really going to fall back on the defensive side. And we have to be prepared to keep old boy out of the paint. And when he does get in the paint, we have to make him score over us. Do not allow him to score and facilitate, right? You almost need to make him, hey, go get 30 and make everybody else shut them down. You can't give him both sides. He's too good. And he's been doing a great job, but Noel getting great job of getting in the paint. So I really think it's going to our pick and roll defense and our help side defense. That is the game. If we play great pick and roll defense, right? And our gaps are good, and we make if we make more than five, six threes, it's gonna be hard to beat us because we're gonna get looks. We're gonna get looks. And not turn the ball over. Can't turn the ball over. Can't turn the ball over. I pretty much hit it on the head, to be honest. Yeah. That game plan right there solidifies a win. Yeah. <laughs> no, for sure. That you for you, sure. you gotta pick and choose. You can't let him do both. If he go out yeah. there and get 17 and 10, game over. Exactly. It's tough. Yeah. It's yeah. tough. So for you gotta sure. like it, like Johnson, you gotta make him a shoot, make him a score or make him a, a facilitator. Yeah. And then the Ooh, pick and roll defense. What what I'm I'm looking forward to, I think we gotta try to tire him out. I think we gotta go at him on the offensive end. Make him work on defense. Put his little ass yeah. in the post. Challenge him on the, you know what I'm saying? Like, get him tired on that end so then he doesn't have that much energy on the offensive end and where he's facilitating or creating his own shot and burning us that way. So mm-hmm. I, I, I'm really I'm really looking forward to this game, to be honest with you, because even the numbers are very similar. They average, they average 75, we average 70. Uh, we both shoot 45. Um, from the field, uh, from the field, uh, we shoot a higher percentage from three point uh, at thirty nine. They shoot thirty four. We both shoot seventy six from the free throw line. We both average thirty five total rebounds. So I mean, it's a lot of similar similarities there. So I'm really looking forward to to this game, man. and I think it's definitely going to be one of our tougher challenges. But I think if we can stay focused and stay locked in. 
we'll we'll be heading to the elite eight. Take it personal, like Trav said. Find find sure. something that, that you're gonna take it personal. For sure. All right, no, the dog ain't finna get 17 on me, or no, he nah, ain't finna get 10. That's it. That's it. With that being said, man, it's time for my favorite segment of the show, Word on Campus. Now, now, Luz, we we just gonna turn this thing into just you know some questions for you, man. Um, my first question has to be, what is your fondest memory at Michigan State? The one that you will never forget. I think I know what it is personally. And and I still need to thank you to this day because you <laughs> saved my senior, you saved my senior season. And I don't even I don't even know if you remember, but after you is that is that the moment? I'll start with that. Is that the moment? That's your fondest memory? Uh yeah, I, I mean like Personally, yeah, but honestly, bro, it might sound a little cliche, bro, but like making it to the tournament every year with y'all was probably like one of my like that okay, was probably so I'm wrong the best my bad. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. Yeah, like every year, every year just making it to the tournament and playing with y'all, bro, because once you're in the tournament, it's not a one day trip. You're not going there playing the team and then sure. leaving after the game. You know what I'm saying? For sure. So we actually in hotels, we spending time together, I bro. Know. We going to malls, bro. We going to eat together. We going whatever the case may be. And that's like the tournament time was probably like the best time for me because I got to spend it with my guys. Like, yeah, even though we sure. spent a lot of time on campus together, but shit, we in a different state. State, when it's just yeah, us, sure. and probably our fans or whatever the case may be. But when we get that a long time together, it's it's just us kicking it. You know what I'm saying? We really just yeah, rocking sure. and jiving. You know what I'm saying? Just chilling out. So outside of the shot, I'll say just making it to the tournament every year and just being able to be around y'all and just, you know what I'm saying, building those memories and having that fun was probably, that was probably my best memories of being at Michigan State, honestly. For, well, well the, my greatest, my greatest memory is the shot. <laughs> I'm sorry. It, it was. I think it was more personal for me because one, I was a senior, uh, and the way you just stepped up, man. We we lost Kalen that game to uh, an Achilles rupture, and it was. It's always been the next man mentality for us. And you came in unrattled, unfazed, knocking down one of the biggest shots in tournament history, like this shot continuously is being played to this day and man i don't even think you remember this but it was a lot going on i got my tooth knocked out it was there was a lot going on but after after you hit the shot bro everybody ran down shut you down tackled you created the dog pile and i remember hugging you like bro hey you saved you you saved my season because prior to that, bro, I don't know if y'all remember. Like, I remember this very, very vividly. Came down, we up like six. I had two back-to-back turnovers. They come down, score. I come down, turn it over. They come down again and score. And then we just, they, no, I take that back. They didn't score. It was an inbound play. And and Dre closed out late on Grievous and he knocked down the three. We I come, yeah. we take the ball out. I turn it over again for my second turnover. And they come down, and that's when Grievous 
got the bucket on me because I was guarding Grievous. He made a good move, a, a left to right crossover going baseline. I No, right to left crossover going middle. I cut it off. He spit back. I reached, tried to strip it, missed it, and he shot the floater, and it went in. And I remember this play very vividly. What's the name gets the outlet? Dre gets the outlet. I'm running down the right hand, the right <laughs> uh the right side of the floor. Darrell's running on the left. Uh Delvon's running down the middle. And you are like, yo, clapping for it the whole time from Dre, because Dre was pushing the ball. I wanted it from the inbound. <laughs> Delvon took out the ball. He outletted it to Dre. Dre, Dre's. And I and I commend Dre on this all the time. Like, bro, his instincts of just being around the ball always seem to kick in. Cause he acts for the outlet, like, no, I'm gonna make a play. You so you know what I'm saying? So he yeah, he's yeah. dribbling the ball up the floor. They sort of like collapse. And you were the trailer. You and Delvon were the trailer at the time. Dre throws mm -hmm. the ball. Delvon ducks. That could have easily been a turnover. Delvon ducks. It almost hits him in the head. You catch it. Pump fake. Take a dribble to the left and fire and let it go. Bro, the ball was moving in slow motion as I'm going to the offensive rebound. And you knock it. I was like, huh? what? 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 Bro, I was so hot because I felt, bro, if, if we had lost that game, it would have easily been my fault. So the that you came through like you did, man, and, and later on we ended up going to a Final Four. We knocked off, who was that, Northern Iowa, Tennessee, and then we go and play uh, shit, Butler. Butler. Lose the Butler on some bull, but that's neither here nor there. But, man, shout out to you, bro. You my brother forever. I appreciate you, man. You had one of the best buzzer beaters in in tournament history, bro, to be quite honest. So appreciate it's always you. love, and I always appreciate you and your skill no, and your talent. Sure. Cause you you was a cold, you was cold, bro. You was a bad boy. That I, play I was weird. You. You was, you was cold. We had a timeout. I thought Izzo was gonna call a timeout. Yeah, yeah. And that just yeah. shows like that just shows how great he is, though. He understood, you know, say understood the, the flow of the game. And said, no, hell no. We, you know what I'm saying? we don't need no time out right now. Let's just go. Get it and go. He didn't call Either it. We go win it or we go Sorry, lose. Man. And he trusted his guys. And, and man, you was able to make a, one of the one of the toughest shots. And then and on top of that, you had the, you had the, the arms behind you to walk off. Like, it's it felt good when it left my hand. It felt good. So I'm like, yeah, that was crazy. I had a suit on, right? I was running in a suit. I know what I was going to say. I said, I remember Trav had a suit on. Hold <laughs> on. Trav, Trav was marking you know, the floor the with dress shoes on. He was marking the floor up and everything. The love for us. You know what's amazing? And, 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 um, and Ray, you were part of this because, and, and Corey, you, you came in two years after. But that transition year, right, your freshman year and my sophomore year, right, there was a there was a change going on at Michigan State. Every few years or depending on how things go, you have like a year that like it a takes a different it's a direction, right? It's a year. And I it's remember, a right, when Ray came to Michigan State, 
And I told Ray, I said, Ray, you're going to be my brother for life, right? You're going to come to Michigan State, you're going to be my brother for life. And that was an OA state, right? We both were from Ohio. And I remember you, Corey, coming to Michigan State and telling you, hey, bro, you're going to be my brother for life. You know what I'm saying? I said, you're going to come here. I said, you're getting recruited by everybody else. I said, but I can promise you it ain't going to be no love like this, bro. It ain't going to be no love like this. And I don't know if you remember that time, but I remember having that conversation with you, right? And because it was the guys that was around us, right? The Ray, the DJ, like all these people. And it speaks to our brotherhood at Michigan State where, like, you left Michigan State. You went to Iowa State. Mm -hmm. And there is still, you came to Michigan State last year. And when you came back, it was an embracing, like, you ain't never left, right? Like, because... Because it was so much bigger than basketball, and we always talked about that. Like, hey, dog, y'all my brothers from life. So when I see you, when the ball stop bouncing, I'm gonna treat you like family because you are family. So for it to stay as solid as it has always been, right, is a testament to who you are, right, to our our tradition there, right. Like I went out, I leave with this story. I'm, I'm going down the street. Is in this summer, I'm in the car and I look over and I go, Who that's my baby? That's Corey. We're in San Diego <laughs> for real. <laughs> I jump out the car, I'm getting out the car, I'm walking into the club and I see Corey in line. I'm like, Listen. <laughs> Oh my God! Let's go. And we had a good old time in the club. I had a good sir. old time. I know y'all did. Had a good sir. old time, man. So, no, nah, man. I'm, I'm just. Uh, I appreciate you coming on, man. The blessings with your presence, dog. You, um, you are you my you my brother. Um, it, it ain't nothing. It ain't nothing less. I've been in Milwaukee. We didn't broke bread so, like all of that, dog. You know, so your family. Man, in Ohio. All in Ohio. Real love, man. Real love. Me's cousin was calling me. Uh, he's calling me Corey Earl. Corey Earl. Hey man, we had a blast. That was, man. That, was that was what my 21st birthday. Twenty first birthday. Yep. We came back, man. Yep. Hey, hey, Lucia was oiled up. Okay, man. man. Next thing I wake up, I wake up. I was I was drunk myself. It was like I said, it was my twenty first. I wake up the next day, man. My cousin like your boy Earl in there. Man. He couldn't <laughs> hold his liquor in. <laughs> he like man, he couldn't I think hold. Was I like nineteen? I was like nineteen, dog. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, we got a good time. That's just a testament, which, like you said, Trav, the brotherhood, man. Because you know, what I'm saying, I, you know, so I enjoyed my teammates at Iowa State, and I enjoyed my time there. You know, what I'm saying it was a lot of love, but I ain't never go back to you know, what I'm saying their hometowns and meet families. I didn't been to y'all hometown. Shit, we even went to uh, AT Crib, Austin Crib, out there in the boonies, rolling some four wheelers and stuff like that. So. That's just a testament of the brotherhood and the, the type of family atmosphere that's at Michigan State, man. It's been shit since before last year, before I went back. I ain't been back to Michigan State in what since I left. That was in 2010. 
And like you said, and still love everybody, embracing me, everybody welcome me like I like it, like I just been there yesterday. So no, man, sure, I appreciate y'all for having me. I appreciate y'all welcoming me into the family and everything like that, man. I had a blast. That's a fact. For yes, sure. sure, my brother. Hey, but before I got one more question before you before we get out of here, Luce, who is your Michigan State Mount Rushmore? Who is on that? Who is your top four to ever come out of Michigan State? To ever come out? Ever. Who's your, who's on your Mount Rushmore of Michigan State? Mo Queen. Trav, okay, I want you to answer that too, Trav. After. Okay. Uh, Mo Cleese. We're going to go Zebo. We're going to go Magic, of course. And I'm putting myself on there. Just because. <laughs> Just because. No, uh, not, I can live with. I can live with that. What about you, Trav? Man, I, that's a that's a deep. You I, gotta I, listen, go. I didn't even think about Zebo. Zebo was a monster. That's a great. Yeah, thing. like so for my for, for for me, I gotta go. Mo Cleese. Yeah. Right, like Magic. You gotta have them two on there. Yeah, like, because if you if you just speaking of, of history, you got Magic, Steve Smith. That's no. what I'm saying. Smitty. I, I had Smitty in right. mind. Yeah, you got Scott Skiles. I'm saying it's hard not to have, like, the Mo Peets, right? Like, the Draymond. The Draymond. It's hard for me to say Mount Rushmore because when I'm thinking of it, Ray, Trav, I'm honestly damn it, thinking Trav, of it. Trav, give us four, Travis. Give us four. Jesus God Christ, it. man. <laughs> no, man, it's hard. hard. Question, Travis. It, it, that, that's a great question. It's a hard question, though, for sure. That's a hard, hard question, question because, because, like, 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 so you got those three or four, and, man, if you talk, so, okay, go back. There's only been three teams to go to a national championship, Dang, right? That's, that's Magic team. That's Mo Cleese team. My team, right? Like, there's only four of them. Three of them. Right. So, and you look at you look at all of our different roles that was played. Was like, yo, you were a huge part of that. You were a huge part of that. I was a huge part of that. So it's really hard because Michigan State built on winning. That's why I couldn't have Zebo in there because he was only there for a year, but he no, didn't have no. such a great career. But it's just different. So I don't know. I can't answer it. I, I, I'm going away from it. Oh, Come on, here man. it is, man. Come on. Oh, here, was, here, here was my my, my my Mount Rushmore was Smitty. Uh, I had. Mo Mo Cleese, of course, and I had Magic, and then my fourth was between Dre and uh, and Mo P. Yeah, they I was like they was like I, I, I was I was saying mind. I would create I would create half a face of Dre and then half a face of Mo P. on on my Mount Rushmore. Well, think about well, before we get off, Cassius Winston was incredible. What are you kidding me, Ray Cassius? Was. Kalen was incredible, bro. Can't take that. Kalen was that. That's my bro. Gonna be like, listen. Kalen was there to hear. At the end of the day, bro, Kalen is still top five in scoring at Michigan State. Oh man, he was getting to it. Like we got some. Oh, 
that's a testament of how of Michigan State and how you know what I'm saying what type of dogs we produce. You gotta break it down. You gotta break it down. You gotta be like, yo, who's your best overall players? Who was your best offensive players? Who was your best defender? Because yeah, there's so many different stuff that because yeah, we we forgetting about Jaron too. Jaron, I mean, it's a lot no. of boys. S S B. Nah, nah, Jaron was just a top pick. Moe. Jaron was a top pick. Don't hate on little bro, man. Don't do little bro like. No, no, Jaron. No, no, Jaron was a top pick, but you can't say he was one no, of the guys to be on Mount. I know what you're saying. No, yeah. I, I know what you're saying. You know what I mean? Like, great, great player. I love Jaron, but I, I, and I would tell you, you can't put you on Mount Rushmore. Hey, hey, Greg Kelser. Uh, Greg Kelser. Scott Skiles. Scott Skiles. Man, boy. Yeah, man. boy. Kev, you know? Kevin Willis. Real bars. Not for sure. Real dogs out of Hey. Yeah. So I'm yeah, saying Charlie man. Bell is like the all-time leader in Whitney. Yes, he won four Big Ten championships, went to four Final Fours. Well, he forgot about you. Yeah, I'm just. I'm yeah, I took myself yeah. off the rust ball. Yeah, but yeah. I took myself off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm off for that, man. Yeah, he wanted yeah. people from Milwaukee to listen to you to get a kid's a speech. Don't ever right. now count yourself in. Right, We appreciate you, Loosh, man, for joining us, man. We, we've had a great time. And this has been another episode on About Sparta. And I will see you gentlemen soon. Beyond the Big Ten is a network of podcasts that aims to be your go-to resource for all things Big Ten. We cover the entire conference with shows hosted by ex-players and athletic alumni, aiming to be your go-to source of information and entertainment for your favorite team. Hosted by ex-Big Ten players, media, and insiders, our podcasts are focused on giving diehard fans and those alums an inside scoop about the teams and people that make the Big Ten Conference one of the most watched and most talked about conferences in sports. We're excited to talk Big Ten basketball with you wherever you may be. Subscribe now.